Hello, everybody. This is um, Apple Treats podcast, second episode of the second season. It was actually planned to... Yes, it it should happen a lot earlier, but um, yeah. And uh, before we begin, we have to say something here, and um, I'll probably say it myself. I think uh, podcast team uh, uh, shares this as well. So we as a team are really shocked and devastated with the Russian invasion to the Ukraine. We have friends, families, relatives there, and um, we even have a team member from Ukraine. You might not know that, but it's true. Um, this act of aggression um, could never be justified and it should be stopped immediately. And then all the war crimes should be investigated and all responsible should be brought to fair justice. With that, I think we can actually uh, talk about the topic we planned for this particular episode. So, um, it's yes, it, it is WWDC 22. And yes, it happened um, <laughs> more than a month ago. And probably everybody of you who are watching us, listening, um, already know all the news, all the updates, all the everything what's happened. But... I think it's still fair to share our own um, f- favorites from the episode. But before that, even before that, let's um, uh, introduce ourselves. So I have slight adjustments to our podcast team. Um, we have Sveta, who is joined us as a co-host. And uh, welcome, Sveta. Some of our listeners already uh, know us from one of our previous episodes, right? Yeah. From episode number one of this season. <laughs> <laughs> Participated, but okay, let's introduce. Yeah. Um, okay. Um. Let's. Uh, let's start. Um. Who Who want to share their uh, like experience first? Um. By the way, the this year uh, WWDC was not just the um, online as two year like two previous years, but it also had one in person event. Uh, not the full WWDC, like full five weeks of sessions and uh, music bash and everything else, Thanks. but stop, stop, stop! What five weeks? No, no. Five, five, five yeah, <laughs> it was five. Yeah, so WWDC was like full five days of in-person presence in some venue in San Francisco or San Jose, and uh, yeah, this year it was a little bit different. Uh, it was just one day, but. And it wasn't in the venue, um, like in third party venue. It was actually in Apple Park. And, uh, like something about a thousand lucky developers were, uh, introduced. Oh, oh, sorry. Invited to join this, uh, event. And, uh, yeah, I was one of the lucky, uh, developers who were able to participate there. So, um, I've visited Apple Park and, uh, we've, uh, I've seen the, this event, like, uh, how it was in-person event. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, this year it was kind of interesting. I mean, I didn't have to fly for a day to attend WWDC, but rather drive uh, something about an hour to, to get there. So yeah, I recently uh, moved to California and um, therefore it was a little bit easy to, to get to the event. Um, Let's start with a couple of updates, which was there, uh, like not just the announcements for the, um, which were uh, held on the keynote and state of the union, but on the day before, um, Apple actually showed one of their 
one of their new facilities, which is called Apple Developer Center, which is a place where they will invite uh, developers to um, uh, have, a, um, I don't know, like tech talks, uh, communications with Apple team. So, for example, if your team develops something great and you need Apple um, to review your work and, uh, I don't know, like give your advice, uh, they can invite you to this Apple Development Center, uh, you developer center. You will be uh, like sitting in one of the rooms and uh, like discussing something with the developers from Apple and making your game or app or whatever, or even like accessory better. Um, and uh, Apple said that uh, we need to keep an eye on Apple Developer App in order to see what the when they will be inviting uh, developers to new events there. So. We'll see. I mean, how how often and how how it will it be easier to to get to the events there or not? Let let's see. I mean, Apple is changing in terms of how they deal with the developers recently. It might be more events, not just WWDC once a year. Um, we know something like this or but not really. But and now we have offline uh, conferences, and uh, I hope that Apple will proceed with that approach. Great. Okay, at least one in Europe. There are a lot of developers um, here. Please. I hope so. I mean, um, it seems that Apple might. I mean, they have presence in uh, England. They have presence in no, no, Germany. No. England is not Europe. So. Um, yes, <laughs> yes. Well, it's close enough. Let's. <laughs> but they they have presence in Germany as well. And a um, couple of years ago, they had the tech talks hosted in London and in, as far as I remember, Berlin. Uh, so they might have something uh, similar happening there. Not sure yet. So no, no big announcements on this. But um, let's uh, let's not actually talk about how how the WWDC was there. So it was uh, online uh, and in person. In person was mostly the same as online. Actually, like we 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 were sitting um, on on the porch there, and oh, sorry, on the I don't know, like yard near the. Um, uh, ring building and we were watching big screen um uh, like the same keynote the fact the only thing what, which was different like before the keynote tim cook entered the stage uh, said a couple of warm words to the developers and uh, then we That's just the incredible. keynote started oh. <laughs> sorry incredible incredible uh, yes uh, surely surely and um like the State of the Union also was uh, preceded by um, several uh, key people in Apple uh, saying some new kind words to the developers. But apart from that, it was the same stream which was uh, shown to the uh, online viewers. Maybe the Apple Design Awards were a little bit more like interesting to see because like it was also streamed, but we were sitting there and uh, watching the actual teams entering the stage uh, to get their awards. Um, but apart from that, there was a couple of sessions, uh, like not the sessions when they discussed something, but rather like activities uh, hosted there. So there were a couple of tours around the Apple Park. So they basically showed how great they are in uh, engineering of the buildings, of the how they uh, modified landscape, landscape and how they grow fruits and uh, berries there and how they like even donate uh, excesses of these berries to the city so like basically yes apple not just building hardware but also growing apples uh, plums and everything else yeah they, they are probably good at that and by the way um 
I actually uh, had uh, cherries uh, grown at Apple Park. They were giving those uh, at lunchtime. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> not not well, much different from other cherries, yes. So you're full of apple right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least it was, uh, I was uh, at that moment. So, yeah, I mean, and there was a uh, Meet the Teams event when you were able to, uh, like, get together with the teams um, uh, who are working at Apple on, on different platforms. So it's, uh, it's a, like, typical um, WWDC, but it was only one day, and it was a little bit clunky in terms of how it was uh, organized. I think um, uh, Apple still not yet ready to host b really big event at Apple Park. They were relying on the facilities, external facilities. It was much more organized uh, in pre-COVID years. But we'll see. I mean, like, I, I, I actually think that the next WWDCs might be hosted at Apple Park. I mean, they, they're probably preparing that uh, and uh, they could be ready for that, I think. I mean, I'm not, not sure, but it, it looks like... Okay, I think... That's it with the with this uh, non-technical stuff. And uh, again, if uh, you're watching us live, uh, use comments in YouTube to share your favorite uh, announcements from WWDC and uh, we might discuss them and uh, compare what uh, did we like and what did you like there. So who How wanna many start? Sessions have you watched? I watched all the sessions I marked as favorite. I finished watching them like <laughs> no a little, a little bit more but uh, i will rewatch some of them again i mean um, a couple of them are really interesting and uh, i will like pause and will not say which exactly because i i i, I... before before uh, airing this episode we all agreed that we will pick one favorite uh, announcement from the WWDC and we'll discuss that and i failed this particular task <laughs> I, I actually, I, I honestly cannot choose one. Um, from For me, it was the event when they had a lot of updates to many things. And these updates were incredible, really incredible in, in many ways. So it's like, it's a really great WWDC for the developers uh, for many reasons. And I will try to explain that a little bit later. But um, let's start with, with you guys. You actually were able to pick something and uh, discuss. And uh, who want to start? Sveta, you haven't answered on the question. How many oh. sessions do you watch? Okay, okay. So uh, as for me, uh, my favorite uh, feature, new feature, is a possibility to use um, a new API to present button sheets. So it's super easy to create button sheets right now. You just in Smith UI, you just need to use um, modifier sheet and uh, add um present datums uh like uh medium or large uh this uh, these two are uh apple preset and also you could use uh fractional um fractional values to define um high of uh, button sheet and uh, that's pretty cool especially for me. Uh, so um, on my last SwiftUI project, we were needed to implement a um, button sheet and uh, it was really time consuming. Uh, we needed to put um, all custom animations and states and so on and so forth. And right now it's cool that we could use it, um, that we could use uh, 
Apple API, we don't need to use third-party libraries now and don't need to create our personal uh, components. Yeah. But what about UIKit? Why only SwiftUI? No, it, uh, it's actually available in UIKit as well, right? Yeah, yeah, but uh, I'm going to do my future projects in SwiftUI, so I'm really <laughs> interested in this feature in SwiftUI, <laughs> sorry. Let's take a step back. So you mean uh, in my last SwiftUI project, so you had... Yeah, yeah, I was last SwiftUI project, uh, and right now I'm doing my pet project uh, with SwiftUI. And maybe two weeks ago, uh, I was thinking about uh, how to not two weeks, two months ago, uh, I was thinking about how to implement uh, button sheet. And there were two ways, uh, use third party library and uh, create my custom uh, button sheet. So right yeah. now I need to choose between them. <laughs> I just can use Apple API. So The only downside. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, by the way, I just suffer from Apple not wanting to backport these new features yes. in previous OS, how uh, one another mobile operating system do, because really it's, it's, it's bad. I, I want to use these bottom sheets in my app, but I cannot because we have to support at least RS13 now, and in two years, maybe, maybe we yeah, will but get there, but we'll have awesome, polished, uh, our <laughs> custom solution. It will work everywhere. <laughs> okay. True. I would say it's not only just for these uh, UI features, but for all other features as well. But uh, that happens for many years, and I uh, I do remember the times when they were able to backport some small things to previous releases, and the whole audience was just basically started uploading for these small things which were actually available in the previous releases. It's uh, yeah. Sad that we cannot have everything there. Um, uh, by the way, did any of you actually start trying Xcode Server, which is now like available and even for free for small uh, like workloads? Okay. Not you. Uh, we we yeah. Me too. <laughs> not not yet. We still still in the plans to to try uh, try that out. But um, uh, as of now, we. Like did not uh, go there, and we actually even have some uh, Apple-only projects where we do not care about any other platforms, and even then, even there, we do not use it yet. So we, we, by the way, we potentially might need to give it a try. It might be, it might be good, good I thing to try now. With uh, Xcode 14, um, I think you can use it with the 13, but uh, it might be not that tightly integrated and there might be some issues uh, like in, in properly setting this thing up that I'm, I'm, again it, it needs more investigations in terms of like how it actually how good it works and uh, um, it's... so you have two weeks till the next episode <laughs> oh yeah that's uh, yeah we, okay, far we'll weeks. need to see yeah <laughs> and by the way yeah two weeks that's we, we will try we will try we, that's uh, something we, we have to do Okay, uh, Sveda, that's actually an interesting thing. I mean, um, SwiftUI has a lot of updates this year. And one of my picks, uh, like one of those, and it was also a small one, but it's a, it's a new navigation API in Swift. Yeah. Um, and like it's 
just a couple of years when SwiftUI was announced and we have deprecated navigation view, like <laughs> which is like quite quick for the deprecation. Without backporting new solution to prevent right. Yes, true. <laughs> and uh, and the new solution is actually kind of interesting. It um, I'm not sure it really fits everything, but uh, you basically need to uh, define targets for, so you basically need to define the model which uh, will trigger uh, navigation. So it's like just an, uh, I, I don't know, they are, could be of any type basically. And you will need to define a method which will, uh, like based on this model, define the view which needs to be put into navigation stack. So it's like interesting API, let's put it that way. But the more important thing that you can use codables and you can use state restoration and you can use deep linking with that. So you basically construct navigation stack uh, and it will like basically apply to the view and that will happen uh, pretty easy. And um, you will you, you have better understanding of, of how the navigation will be working there. So it's not like some one view need to trigger navigation to the next one. Next one need to think about that and uh, trigger navigation. And by the way, you cannot basically do multiple navigations at the same time because it's uh, there are animations applied to that and many more other things. So the new navigation is something which should have been there from the start. And again, having this only on the iOS 16 and like current releases of other platforms, this is really, really terrible. I mean, this is something which on the like huge commercial projects, you cannot uh, justify just supporting only iOS 16. But uh, we can for the because we're still killers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you cannot like basically Especially explain. Since yeah. Apple uh, dropped support of some of devices. Uh, yeah, uh, iPhone is iOS 14. So I believe the, the, the greatest version of iPhone that supports iOS 16 is uh, the oldest is iPhone 8, I believe. Yeah, I think seven is also dropped. I'm I'm not exactly sure, but it's now uh, for eight as a, as a minimum. And they actually dropped support for the original SE, which is like weird. The SE was like, um, <laughs> I, I actually was really impressed that it was still supported by by this time. But yeah, and uh, even with that, so Apple did receive some hate from people like saying, "Why are you stopping supporting this particular device?" It's like, really? <laughs> I mean, uh, iPhone 8 was released. Um, I mean, I mean it, like, yes, it's really powerful device. And even like iPhone SE is originally SE is also powerful, but like, I think they it's time to, to go. They have to say thank you to Apple that they still support uh, MacBooks with the Intel. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's, uh, that, that's, that would be a good joke now. Yeah. It's, um, and, uh, speaking of the MacBooks, um, I migrated to the M1 uh, MacBook Pro, and yes, it's that amazing. <laughs> it's quite, it's powerful, it works. Uh, yeah, so like this is something uh, definitely worth uh, looking into if you are still like uh, in doubt. Um, like you, you can use MacBook and it will be like barely warm rather than being like uh, ma making burns on your laps. Like, yeah, so it's streaming right now and it's only 53 degrees. Exactly, side. and it, it's quiet. I mean, like for uh, people might not know, but I had to put my uh, Intel book quite away from the microphone because it was like spinning all the um, all the coolers 
just before just because we're streaming something i mean so it's finally pro yeah yes and now it's like it's standing right here and it's quite enough uh okay vladimir let's uh let's talk to you what is your favorite announcement uh of wwc no i don't like wwc but i uh, just the last week <laughs> i bought uh apple tv 4k with a new uh remote and it's fun okay going back to <laughs> Uh, so my favorite one, so I was impressed by this from State of the Union, and then I dig deeper into this session, listening to different podcasts, reading articles, and this is uh, our future without <laughs> passwords. And this is wonderful. So we are talking about passkeys. Uh, I was, uh, it was very fun that uh, in the beginning not in the beginning, but somewhere uh, at the beginning of the session about passkeys, they described how to use the word passkey. So it's a uh, one word. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it has plural form similar to password. So passkeys, passwords, uh, so on. Yeah, uh, thanks for, because it's similar to how to use Xcode <laughs> and how to properly spell and how to properly write it. So yeah. Thanks, Apple. Uh, but before going to passkeys, let's discuss. Like uh, today is a little bit of educational podcast, so <laughs> let's uh, talk about uh, different things about authorization, authentication, and other stuff. So let's start from this question first. So uh, who knows what the difference between authorization and authentication? You're asking us or the audience, I mean. <laughs> you, audience, okay, is not very active today. No, no, no. Yeah. This Volodya, proceed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. St st stage, stage is yours, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, authorization is uh, like something when we allow someone to access something. So, and this is like when we know who this person is or we don't know, still we can forbid them from access to some resource or not. This is authorization, like access authorized. Uh, <laughs> uh, and authentication is another thing. So it's about authenticity. So it's like when you prove that you are this person or this user or whatever. And today we're going to talk about authentication rather than authorization. So uh, previously we like, uh, in books, they write this like authentication. Uh, you can do this with something that you know. And a good example is password. And something what you have, either it's uh, some hardware device or your like a biometry or whatever else. And different variations of these two uh, ways. Uh, so we everyone knows how to use. Username, password, and that's it. So you're authorized. Uh, you authenticate failed. Uh, what Apple offers now, instead of using uh, passwords, let's use uh, passkeys. What this means. So how this worked before. On device, uh, when you're trying to authorize somewhere, you have to either uh, create a create a, create sold, but just uh, you send your password through uh, SSL, everything works fine. Uh, server, 
don't want to store this information. They create separate salt and uh, they uh, create a hash of this, your password plus salt, some other stuff, and they hash this and store this hash. And later, when you want to authorize, authenticate, you just, they just need to compare this hashed version with what they store. Perfect. Sounds good. What they offer now, instead of using some string, which can be short, can be long, but still you need to know it. Uh, instead of this, let's use something that people used for not forever, but for a very long time. So cryptography. We have public key. We have uh, we have private key. So what they offer? They offer us to let's send this public key to the server, and they will have it. Similar to what you do usually when you um, authenticate into some SSH server. So to make it work, you just need to save your public key into uh, .ssh. Uh, like authorized hosts, something like this. And uh, then you can use your private key to authenticate into this server through SSH. Similar here, they don't need to know your private key. They just need to know public key and it's public. So everyone can know it and uh, everything is done from this. Uh, but uh, what they, so actually they use some of some parts of this thing previously. Uh, I believe uh, some parts of this solution is behind uh, sign in with Apple uh, and also to communicate. So, and everything sounds good before you go away from uh, Apple ecosystem. And I believe mostly no one uses um, uh, uses Apple hardware to drive their server. So you cannot use APIs from Apple. How to deal with this? And since I believe iOS 14, they embedded support of uh, open standard uh, called WebAuthN and used it mostly for multi-factor authentication. So since iOS 15, you can use uh, as a second factor uh, either a face ID, touch ID on your MacBook. Uh, and finally, let's eliminate uh, one more step from this process. You can use WebAuthn for your as a as a, your primary factor. And as they told in the session, you don't need anything else. You don't need MFA for this. So it's a proven uh, uh, system that allows to identify you, authenticate you, and everything is fine. It works. And uh, how it works, it just works similar to how you communicate with the servers through SSL. So uh, server sends you some uh, request based on your public key. You have to uh, you have to sign like encode this request with your private key, send it back, uh, and then it say, okay, fine, it's here, uh, let's go. And from code side, it's it works mostly the same. But with, of, of course, with high-level API, they have a separate framework, uh, authentication services. You have to create some requests with different options and from request. For some reason, I, 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 I haven't checked these thoroughly, but for some reason, it uses uh, plain old, uh, like a delegate uh, for communicating back your result. Why not async await? I don't know. 
I will check this later. Different teams, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably with to to make it work with older uh, object, yeah. Yeah. but it works fine. For example, from CloudKit, uh, as we talked previously or before, yeah. I don't remember. Uh, they have um, like in compiler compatibility with uh, Objective C code that ends with some completion closure. So. Why not to do something like this instead of delegate? I don't know. Probably more items to cover. I don't know. I will check. Uh, go yeah, I mean, uh, I, I just wanted to ask, uh, did you also check the private access tokens uh, as the... So it's a, it's not the same thing as the passkey, but it's also like another thing which need which will help to eliminate the second factor authentication. I mean, like not the second factor, but rather... Uh, the like are you robot check from the from the login process? Nope, I I just uh, saw this on uh, Soto, but uh, haven't checked this session about this in detail. But we'll do this. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I would like to mention that Passkey is is not uh, like Apple standard. Uh, it's not the uh, like you are not locked into Apple ecosystem in terms of. Uh, using pass keys as a standard. Yes, you will. The the private key will be stored in the keychain, uh, and it will be uh, like used uh, synced with the iCloud account through your devices, uh, like being encrypted end to end. But uh, first of all, you can log in to the external devices using the uh, like QR code presented on the screen. And the second thing, the standard itself probably will be soon supported by other vendors as well. So. The idea of not having passwords is like is here, and I hope others will join with that, and they will be providing this support for the pass keys on other on other platforms. And you will be simply like, yes, I'm, I'm just don't want to have any passwords at all. Thank you. <laughs> I, I believe in their uh, like not demo, but just slides. They show that uh, some version of Chrome already supports this. Uh, I don't know how, but somehow. Uh, and what is most interesting part is like uh, they showed how to integrate uh, pass keys into the app. Also, one of option that if you don't have a pass key on, in your uh, keychain, you can show this QR code. But what to do if your pass key on some PC? How to show this QR code to <sighs> this PC? Yeah. Well. We'll see. I mean, the, I think uh, it will still start from the Mac and then it will transition to the PC. And by that time, we will have some ways of like exporting and passing them around in the more or less safe way. I think like some, uh, I didn't check by the way, but I think uh, you will be able to export your private key from the keychain on the Mac, like basically in the P8 or P12 format, like something which is like industry standard there. But Again, honestly, also, I didn't check that uh, if it already works, but I can't expect this to happen. I mean, Do you have MacOS Ventura installed somewhere? No. <laughs> this is why I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, this is why I'm not actually uh, checking this yet, but I'm, um, I have a, um, 
I do not have spare device, which I can uh, like e easily uh, reset and uh, work um, like work around again. So I don't remember this. Um, so is do they still support uh, old MacBooks before butterfly period? Uh, like they they dropped support for some of them, but I'm not sure again which one. So they they were some some of them are no longer supported. But uh... maybe maybe I have a spare device for my test. <laughs> okay, so you this is what we will be discussing in two weeks yeah. probably. And the last thing about passkeys. So you mentioned that you can show this QR code mm -hmm. to your iPhone from a computer. Yeah. It will work, but. There are a lot of things beneath this. So uh, I thought that first I thought you just you show QR code at least to some website or to some service and it works. No, it's much more complicated. So they share some uh, like hash and uh, some relay like relay proxy website where these like. Uh, computer and a phone should communicate through. Also, they create Bluetooth connection between oh, yeah. these two devices. So it is, it, it is not possible just to share this QR code to someone uh, out of the gate and get back. No, they should be um, in the same room. So Bluetooth should work. And this sounds amazing. So they really uh, thought how to how to deal with this properly without uh, sharing. And so they use this relay, they use, they uh, create end-to-end -end encryption connection between phone and device. So they use Bluetooth to exchange keys. Then they communicate through this relay with end-to-end -end uh, encryption. Yeah. And then they, uh, and uh, as they promised, I believe it works so. <laughs> so server where you try to authenticate, it doesn't know anything about, uh, how this stuff happens. They just get this request with uh, through WebAuthn and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is actually good that they are not just um, thinking about like, yeah, let's show the QR code and uh, the site, uh, you, the, you will open that QR code from the phone, link to some site and uh, everything's there. So again, um, the main problem with uh, all the uh, authentication schemes which we have is that they might be target for the phishing. So you might like uh, be presented with the code. This code might go somewhere. So you might be asked to send, like f take a photo of the code, send, send it to somebody. And like a lot of things could happen. And if you limit the amount of options where you can like share your authentication process to somebody, it's better. So it's a really step in the proper direction. Uh, some would say that uh, Apple will be locking users to their uh, iCloud, mostly because your uh, private key is stored in your uh, iCloud account, mostly. Well, it, it's, it's stored in the uh, in the keychain, but the keychain is shared through, uh, across devices using uh, like iCloud part, uh, counterpart of the keychain, and and so on. So it's like you're, you're basically really tight, and it's it. It might be possible, but it's not really easy to extract your private key and migrate to different ecosystem. So this is actually true. It's not easy. It, there is no like a simple step to perform in order to migrate. Uh, but I don't think that will be the only reason why are you staying on a particular platform. So if that would be the reason why you are not migrating to something, well, 
that's weird. <laughs> I mean, you, 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 uh, you, like, you will find a way if you, if that's just, just the only thing which is stopping you. Like, you, you definitely will be able to, like, at least you can basically go to the website, change your authentication scheme, and just, um, like, forget about Apple for some time. Like, like that, that, that. And, and use passwords as, a, yes. uh, as our uh, grandfathers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, Right. Yeah. So that's actually a really, uh, really big announcement. It was like, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't highlighted as something really big there. And mostly because probably Apple wants this to gradually take over. It's not something like now your applications need to stop using uh, all the passwords and just use pass keys. But they are like showing like, yes, guys, this is the great thing to do. It's open standard. We are not, uh, just inventing something. We are doing this together with the uh, other. Uh, vendors and so on. So it's like it's something which you might uh, use later on. And this is the second time when Apple cooperated with Google to make <sighs> something to make our life better. First was this Exposure API. And... I would actually want to talk about Exposure API here. And um, it's not the part of the WWDC. Um, it's kind of quiet on this. And um, I, by the way, I, being in California, we do not have a separate app for the exposure notification for the iPhone. We are using the like the part of the settings app. And um, I recently looked into that and I see that I the phone is actually gathering the keys and communicating. So I like, didn't receive any um, request to get tested, but it seems that it gets the keys from other devices. My concern here, is it a still failed attempt? I mean, we still see a lot of uh, rising cases in many countries like does it actually help so the technology works it seems it works and some people even use it i mean i'm, I'm i cannot uh, honestly cannot uh, say how many people actually opt in to uh, use the technology and how many people actually sharing their positive diagnosis to like um, basically to be spread across the, the devices but is it actually like something which changed in the world uh, there was some news like it, it helped, but I, I, I honestly don't know. So the technology is there. The, it's even like probably doing something, but we're still in the same like world when like lockdowns in some countries and uh, rising cases in other countries and so on. So it's, I, I don't know. I believe a year ago, I, 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 I didn't get any notifications that I had a, a high-risk contact. But uh, when I checked the app, I saw that I had some very short contacts with uh, people with uh, COVID. So, yeah, at least a year ago, uh, someone used it. Maybe now, not everyone. Yeah. And uh, for the iPhone, I mean, for the standard iPhone, it's uh, actually quite easy. You just, if your region supports that, uh, like, again, it depends. Some regions have an apps, have regions uh, have like a native integration with the with the operating system itself. So for the region I'm now in, you just need to set, say like, yeah, I'm I'm fine, let's do it, and that's it. So it's basically stays in the settings, and you can some like get there and see like how many keys it saw like during the this day or the previous days, and um, like did did it, did it get any notifications and and so on, but. Uh, lack of news makes me feel that my, maybe this is still a failed attempt. I mean, um, that it doesn't um, help actually to reduce the case. It might help to uh, 
limit the spread, but I'm not sure it's really efficient. But again, I'm not an expert here. I'm just trying to, to think about the, the, how, how the technology actually changes something drastically or not. It's not about how technology changes something. It's about Apple and Google work together on something. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, the, yeah, that's totally something we might not expect but and now we are waiting for cooperation with microsoft and embedding pass keys into uh windows and that would solve yeah yeah i mean the the pass keys i, I hope that and um we still will have passwords but i mean less passwords is good <laughs> and, uh, and less... i can, can I, I will cancel my subscription to one password it's <laughs> per year. It's too much for my family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, well, I'm using the uh, cloud keychain. It works. And by the way, the, it currently supports some of the um, two-factor authentication codes. So it's also like really nice touch when you basically like it inserts your like second factor code automatically. That's it's by the way. But Apple to buy one password and everything become really great. <laughs> Or yeah, or at least like license the sharing passwords between the teams and other parts, uh, other similar things. Yeah, true. Um, I think that would be it for us uh, for this episode to have. I mean, uh, yeah, it was kind of clunky, kind of. Uh, yeah, we 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 lost a, a bit of our like daily drive, or, like uh, every two weeks doing the episodes, but let's get back to work and make these episodes a little bit better from time to time and. For that to happen, we would really want to hear the feedback from you listeners or viewers or we... And your questions in advance. Yeah. So everything you want to know, everything you want to discuss, everything you consider interesting to talk about, like just use any means possible, comments in YouTube or reviews in the uh, Apple podcasts or just plain use our Twitter handles. They are mentioned there. So just like write us something. We will be... We, we would be really glad to hear that, for sure. We also want to try writing code online, so please send us your ideas. <laughs> yeah, that was really, like, probably no, no, nobody did hear that, yeah. But, yeah, that we, we have a couple of ideas of how to change the uh, visual part of the podcast. We, I'm not yet sure how it will work for the for the audio but we will we will see how how can how can we make the good use of both worlds um okay yeah so much things that we could discuss about wdc but yeah i mean this was something for from the from the process and yeah we we there is a whole list of things happened there. That's why I was impressed with this particular WWDC. And this list is actually quite big. And uh, from like some user-facing things to like internal things like distributed actors actually being mentioned as the part of the WWDC sessions and even, I believe, State of the Union. So it's uh, like some like distributed computing on Swift and Swift being full-stack language. So like... This is this is might be a topic for our next episodes. Thank you very much. Uh, that was the second episode of the second season of Apple Treats. Uh, we hope to see you probably in two weeks. Uh, we're still working on the schedule, uh, but we will try to get back to our regular uh, programming in uh, being like a bi-weekly uh, podcast. Thank okay. you. And see you. Bye. Bye. Bye.